Welcome to Intentional Living again today from our studios. I'm Dr. Randy here. Love to have you uh, be a part of the show. We got some great callers already lined up that we'll be talking to, but you're welcome to join us with your comments on our comment line here at 888 We're continuing a discussion from earlier in the week. We had so many people who joined us. They're waiting to talk. We want to get to them uh, about finding that sweet spot. You know, many people, as I said uh, on that show, spend their lives really not in that place where God can best use them. Now, wherever we are, no matter where you're stuck or spot you're in, God will use you and can use you. That's for sure. But Um, If you haven't found that sweet spot, because we know that when we focus on that one thing that God has really gifted us in, uh, it can make a difference. It could be in the area of music, or it could be in our own families, any number of things. Now, we've got thousands of responsibilities, but finding that sweet spot where we can be of greater service uh, can be powerful. So we're talking about that to encourage you to realize we don't want to live 75 years, look back with regret, and say, hey, All the different things in my life, the decisions I made, the directions I took, the things I did, yeah, maybe okay, and I'm thankful for what where I am, but uh, it could have been different if I had made different decisions, if I had listened to what the Holy Spirit was telling me, and so that's where we're we're going today, Um, and we're going to get to our callers. You're welcome to call our comment line, as I mentioned, triple eight triple eight seventeen seventeen is the phone number. Uh, so let's get started. We've got Courtney on the line in Wisconsin. Hi, Courtney. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good. Good. Uh, we've been talking about finding our sweet spot, finding what is it that God's, how he's wired us. Where are you? What have, what have you learned? Well, I was so glad I got to listen to part of the program before I answered because it really was something I needed to hear. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm 33 in my last year of my counseling master's program, mm-hmm. and it's taken me a long time to get there. I have about three degrees in completely unrelated fields. I've always felt like I wasn't where I was supposed to be. Um, and God has wired me specifically for his plan for me to where it has felt so right to be in this program and to be pursuing this. And I've also met a lot of challenges. Um, I feel like I've gotten hit a lot by Satan and trying to, you know, keep me from it, but it's actually, um, it fires up my heart. It really does. Mm. What was it that caused you at 33 to say, hey, this is really where I should head? Well, it's been something I've always um, felt like I was supposed to do. Um, I love people. I love um, just bettering uh, relationships. Uh, it's, I come from a kind of tremendous uh, uh, growing up myself um, with parents who divorced after 20 years and um, some of my own traumas, and I just felt like, you know, that was stuff that I could use to help others, and I think that's really where God turns the good, everything that happens to us for good. Now, before 33, what kind of training did you have? What what where did you, what were the degrees or the uh, education that you received? Well, um, I started out as a sandwich artist, and okay. um I joined the Marine Corps, and I was uh, working with helicopters, and then I went into my general associates, and then a degree in human resources, and then after that, a degree in leadership, and then I kind of um, wobbled around in odd jobs, uh, bartending and such like that, until I really felt the call to 
to really pursue what I had doubted myself for, but really mm. felt like it resonated with me. Well, let me encourage you, Courtney. You're 33. I know it probably feels like you're getting old, uh, but 33, that's the same time I went back and, and did my counseling, got my master's in counseling. Then when I got my doctorate in uh, counseling psychology, um, let me encourage you as you were saying, kind of like everything I've done up to this point, maybe is a waste. It's not Marine Corps, leadership training, HR, everything you've done, everything you've learned, all these experiences are just a platform for facing what you're going to face when you're helping people in counseling. You're going to have people coming in that have career decisions. You have people coming in who feeling that they can't lead their lives or their family. And you're going to, all these experiences you've had uh, are going to be rich and beautiful. In fact, I, I always have said counselors um, age well. Uh, I would rather talk to a counselor who's had a few years and experiences than someone who's young and just coming out of school and they're, you know, they're 22 years old and, and they may be very talented and gifted. Come on, I'm not discouraging you if that's you, but you know what I mean? There's life experiences that enrich the profession that you're in. And the beauty of counseling is something you can do uh, for many years and make sure, make sure as a counselor, you really follow what God's intention is. What does the Bible teach and understanding how people are wired as you, uh, as you do your work. All right. Thank you, Courtney. That, that's great. Lots of fun. Appreciate your call. We're talking about today here at Intentional Living. Have you discovered that one thing in your life, how God's wired you and what difference is that making uh, today? Let me see here. We're going to Ray, I think is next uh, in Kansas. Hi, Ray. How you doing? I'm doing good. Good. Really? Every, everything everybody just said was incredible. Even you with your testimony and, and what God says in the Bible, it's all just feeding into my spirit, my soul. Uh, I'm recovering from numerous uh, physical conditions and mm. God's restoring my physical, my mental, and my spiritual life. And I have so much I can tell, but not today. Today is intentional living. So what my is it? intention is to do what God wants me to do from here on out. What do you think that is? Oh, I know it. I already shared it, I think, with Randy. Are you Randy? I know. I'm Randy. I'm the only Randy okay. around here. Okay, so I uh, thought of uh, Tin Boom. She was 70-some years old before she did what she did. And one of the things that I can say right now, you know, the little kids would draw pictures and send them to their fathers, stay in the military, and nobody would know who it was from, but they, they write on it to say it's from Johnny or Billy or whatever, and then the dad knows it came from their mm -hmm. son. Well, God has shown me that that's coming from my my father in heaven. And when I put in Jesus name, it means I am a son. And mm -hmm. what he's done for me in the last two years and 50 years has been totally incredible. And I want to share that story at some point in time. Hey, hey Ray, right now, Ray, what is the one thing though, that God's leading you to specifically? I got some other calls I got to get to. What is, what is the one thing? Um, my ministry was revealed to me. I own property on a lake, and I want to start a uh, 
a resort that ministers to Christians and non-Christians, and the non-Christians will become Christians. I claim that right now in Jesus' name. Mm. All right, my brother. Listen, uh, let me just encourage you. I don't know uh, all the factors you have, but my dad was 53. My dad and mom in their 50s. Uh, when God called them back into camping work, and I was 16 at the time, my parents sold everything, moved to a little community in, in mid-Michigan, Rives Junction, Michigan, for all of our Rives Junction listeners today, uh, to start a ranch uh, with my brother Larry and his wife Sherry and family uh, called Youth Haven, which is still going on, reaching kids for Christ. Uh, hard go. I was there. I watched the early days. It's tough, you know. Sometimes you look back after 50 years and say, well, that must have been easy. Uh, and, and it wasn't, but I'll tell you what, following God's leading, powerful. All right, thank you, Ray. Got to move on. I'm sorry. I know there's a lot more to your story. Let me go to Nan in Michigan. Hey, Nan, how you doing? Are you there? All right, let me go to Debbie in Missouri. Hi, Debbie, how you doing? Good. Fantastic. Great. What's uh, what? What's your one thing, that sweet spot? Okay, well, when I was growing up, my grandma and grandpa were foster parents and adoptive parents um, at my milk farm in Wisconsin. And I always knew someday I was going to do that. Ever since I remember, like, I was five years old, just knowing someday I was going to do that. Mm. And I did tell a lot of people about it, and they, I mean, not a lot of people, but if we'd be talking, and lots of people discouraged me. They said, you don't want to do that, or it's whatever. And um, we had four birth children in our 20s, and then in our 40s, we did adopt two baby girls. Mm. And then, yeah, and then um, I just feel so blessed because I just feel humble because God, um, I just felt like that was something that, a gift that God gave me. And and then it kind of goes into another, um, then we were in our 60s, our two that we adopted and our four birth children were all grown up and finished with college. And then um, we decided for the first time to do foster care. We weren't going to adopt. And here we're in our 60s and we have a six-year-old and we did adopt her. Wow. She's got lots of special needs. <laughs> and But I just feel like it's just all God and how God prepared me in lots of different ways to... Wow. Um, to take care of this little girl that we love so much and get her all the therapy and get her everything she needs. And our older kids all love her so much. And Congratulations. And it's just awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. Well, thank, thank you. you thank you for sharing your story. You know, I was thinking about, um, I mean, you're in your 60s, taking on a six-year-old. Come on, grandparents. You're in your 60s and your six-year-old grandson or daughter come over for a day and you're ready to... Pat them on the head and love them and hand them back to mom and dad, right? Uh, I was thinking of a book written by uh, Pastor John Piper. It was a book he really wrote for young people called Don't Waste Your Life. It's an interesting book. If you if you find it, um, it's a great read. It's just a reminder that life is short. Life is brief. Choices we make matter. We want our life to count. Now, you might be thinking, well, that's great for you to say there you are in ministry and you're on the radio and video and all these things. Hey, listen, it doesn't make a difference where you are, how visible or invisible you are. You have an opportunity where you are to reach someone that I'll never reach. You're going to reach someone that your neighbor will never reach, your pastor will never reach, your pastor's wife will never reach. You have an opportunity 
to use the gifts, the skills, the interest. Maybe it's in sporting areas of life. There's a whole sports area that you can explore to impact people's lives or art or music or whatever it may be uh, for God's glory. It's powerful, life-changing. All right, Christian and Sarah, hang on. We've got some others we'll get to in a moment. Um, and again, you're welcome to call, share your story on our comment line, 888 1717. Let's take a break. Uh, Jennifer, we'll be right back. This is Intentional Living with your host, Dr. Randy Carlson. Intentional Living is furnished by Parent Talk Incorporated and is made possible by the generous support of our listeners. This program is not a substitute for professional counseling, medical, financial, or legal advice. Intentional Living is not intended to be therapy by radio. We are Intentional Living, and we'll be right back. Give your child this gift before they leave home. Hi, I'm Dr. Randy Carlson with another Intentional Living Minute. Teach them that life is not fair. Some kids are going to have more success in life than others. People won't treat them fairly. And if in your home and in your parenting you try to make everything fair, you're setting your children up for a reality that doesn't exist in the real world. It says in 1 Samuel chapter 2, verses 7 and 8, that he makes some people poor and others rich. He humbles some and makes others great. He lifts the poor from the dust and raises the needy from their misery. He makes them companions of princes and puts them in places of honor. If we thought that everything was going to be fair, well, that's the wrong message to pass on to the next generation. Teach your children instead to work hard, to trust God, and to thank Him every day. And when you do, that's intentional living. Visit us at theintentionallife.com. Finding your sweet spot is the, really the topic today, that one thing that God sort of wired you for. And uh, we're sending out encouragement all around uh, through radio and online today to people who are being encouraged. I am. You're always welcome to join us, 888 on our storyline. I think we tend to focus on the weaknesses in our life instead of our strength. And I think we do that because we're often criticized. Let's face it. When you went to school and you got your grades at the end of the semester, you'd go down the grades, A, B, C, D, or whatever. Didn't we kind of focus on the D and think how we can get it up to a B? And now maybe we need to do that. Come on. If you're just plain lazy, we got to get the D up to a B. But sometimes... B is about all you're going to get, or maybe a C plus, because that just ain't the area of your life that you're going to excel in. Maybe it's math or science or whatever it may be, but there's areas in your life that you really have been wired. And listen, don't, don't beat yourself up because there's some areas that someone you love or someone your own family excels in, and, and there's another area where you can excel to find out what it is. We all have limitations and find those um, areas. We want to always improve, of course, but really focus uh, in the areas where we can grow, because when we give up, when we compare, we give up. When we're criticized, we give up. When we feel like we don't know enough, and we can give up when we can't see ourselves being successful. And today, I can tell you, and I'm talking about the kind of success that's a heart thing. And I'm not talking about money and business. That may be where God leads you. I don't know. But find success in how God has wired you, not compared with someone else on the ladder higher up or someone next to you. But between you and the Lord, what is it? Okay, uh, let me get let me get the Christian here. He's been waiting in Kansas. Thank you, Christian. Appreciate it, my friend. Uh, what's your one thing? Well, I just uh, 
I was washing my car and I heard that you talked to this person uh, regarding she's going to give her gifts of music uh, and talents to help uh, the Salvation Army. And um, I am a pastor and director of the Salvation Army here in mm. Kansas. And uh, it really uh, moved my heart and my spirit to call you and, and share with you and your audience that that's how my wife and I uh, discover our calling you know uh, we were living in minnesota in that in that time about 2000 2009 and uh five tornadoes hit um, the city of the south side of minnesota and uh, we are bilingual so we went and helped uh, because many of these uh, homes got destroyed by these tornadoes and and the people who lived there were um you know, their their first language were not English. Right. So we went with the team of the Salvation Army, Emergency Disaster Services, and, you know, we love it. And right there, we discovered really our call uh, mm. from God and the Salvation Army. You Interesting. Know, now, since, since 2010, we've been, uh, uh, we've been with the Salvation Army, and now we are pastors here in the Salvation Army in Kansas, uh, um, you know, doing, uh, trying to do the the best of of what God called us to do, sir. What what kind of work were you doing prior to 2010? Well, I was a supervisor of a meat factory. And my wife was a nurse and uh, an hmm. assistant living home. Interesting, but you decided you because you're saying it was a result of what you were doing to serve other people, kind of like flip the switch to say, hey, this is this is what I want to do with my life. This is what we want to do together. Well, yeah, prior to that year, we almost uh, committed suicide, my wife and I, because, um, you know, we were not really getting fulfilled uh, with the things that we purchased or the job that we had. So we really fall in a huge depression, and, uh, you know, God rescued us from there. Uh, we did have a religion before that, but not a relationship with Christ, you mm-hmm. know. So um, after that uh, awakening, um, we we were looking for, for God's calling, you know. Yeah. Um, and we really didn't know, you know. Well, you know how that works. God called you, but God doesn't give you all the details. Sir. So, <laughs> That's true. <laughs> you yeah. have to go and you have to knock doors and see which one's open, you know, by, by praying and petition. Mm. So what I hear, what I hear from you, Christian, is you went from a, a point of not wanting to live to a point of wanting to give life to others. And uh, you know, some of you listening today, when you hear Christian's story, he and his wife, you know, they're doing things. He's a manager at a at a, a meat factory, and his wife's a nurse. Are doing good things, probably providing, but feeling empty. Maybe not really feeling that God had them where He wanted them. And then finding that sweet spot. Now, I know I know in life, we, you don't always find the sweet spot. I mean, life is life. And I know there are many people in the world who are just trying to survive. And boy, you know, maybe our ministry is to help them not only survive, but to thrive, to find opportunities in their lives. No matter where we are, who we are, God has equipped each of us, given to each of us something that we can do that will bring joy. It could be as simple as giving a glass of cool water to someone in need today in your community. That may be the sweet spot of service that God's called you into all the way to what Christian is doing as a a pastor in the Salvation Army. Powerful. Okay. uh, Let me go to, let me see. Let's go to uh, Sarah. She's been waiting the longest and she gets the waiting the longest award there in Michigan. Hey, Sarah, how you doing? Hi, good. Doing real good. 
What's your yeah, What's uh, your I, one thing? Your line's a little noisy, but let's see how it goes. Flexibility. Um, one day I might be picking up somebody that's in the rain and with Family Life Radio on and uh, inviting them to church. Um, the majority of my time, though, is uh, spent with uh, young adults. Um, my children are in their 30s and up. And um, I didn't let my kids go play at other people's houses. I made the kids come to my house, so I knew what mm-hmm. was going on. Smart. And so now, even in Walmart or Myers, I'll have kids, young adults come up to me and ask how I'm doing and call me Mama Sarah still. And uh, I got some of them coming to to, uh, to uh, Wednesday night meeting, and mm. then I take my grandson in the morning to uh, Sunday school, and um, sometimes it's no more than giving somebody uh, food or a shirt or... Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're fle- you're flexible, Sarah, but there's something when we talk about one thing, the one thing that you really focus on is realize that you're here to serve other people, love other people, uh be with people, um care for people. I mean, that's a one thing, focus. Your flexibility is hey, as I meet him, I minister to him. Now, some of us get very strategic, you know, we're going to say this is my my lane and this is the thing that I do. And that's okay, but sometimes we can get too narrow, right? You can walk right by the, it's kind of like the, um, that, that we see on the, uh, uh, in Scripture, when someone walks by someone in need, you know, uh, there's someone that needs you. And you can be so focused, you just keep going to your next church service, you know, <laughs> and you miss the person on the street in front of you. So it's a good reminder, the level of flexibility. Thank you, Sarah. Appreciate it. Uh, Let's take a quick break, come back, see if we can get another one or two on, and then we're going to wrap it up today. Love to have your feedback. What's your one thing? Where's the sweet spot? Give us a call. Comment line, 888-888-1717. The point of Leah's story to me is that God sees even when others don't see. You don't see the father stepping up and saying, oh, honey, I'm sorry, you know, you're my firstborn, and I, I love you, but, you know, you're just... You know, this just didn't work out. And you don't hear any of that. You just hear Leah facing this relationship, being in this marriage with her sister and Jacob and being the unloved one, being the tolerated one. And I think in our generation today, you can be and I can be in relationship with other people where we're, we're not feeling accepted for who we are, valued for who we are, but only tolerated because of what either we can contribute to the relationship or because of being stuck in the relationship. And that hurts. Boy, that is true. That's an excerpt from the lesson this month on how God loves, cares for the, well, the unloved. Now, we, we know that intuitively as believers that God cares for the unloved. But I'm talking about you. How does he make up a difference in our lives when we feel unloved? There are characters in Scripture that God illustrates how he made up the difference. It's a powerful, it's a powerful lesson this month. And I'd love your feedback as members as you receive the lesson, as you listen to it. Give me some feedback. Tell me what you think, what your input is. Share it with some other people you know that might be struggling, feeling unloved in their lives. Uh, That's the whole purpose. We want to get this out to as many people as possible. Those of you that are joining us today to be a part of Intentional Living, your support allows us to do this. I can't do it without your help. Uh, We don't borrow money. We use the support to reach more people, to keep us on the radio, to do what we do. 
And frankly, we are a little bit behind, a few percentages, percentage points behind where we need to be in our monthly support. And I just thank those of you who are stepping up. I know it's a difficult time. I know some of you have been unable to continue. I understand that, asking others to step up. Be a part of it today. Would you? Love to hear from you. Go to theintentionallife.com. That's theintentionallife.com. Okay? You know, if you've joined us today, uh, this is a follow-up on a show we had earlier in the week as we were talking about, as we're talking about this, uh, discovering this the one thing sweet spot in our life. Um, because life is short. Um, so, but whatever you're doing, wherever you are, to really stop and ask, how can I be successful and, and effective where I am today? We don't want to live in a constant state of unhealthy discontent. Because we can be, you know what, you can be exactly where God wants you to be and be discontent, and that's your problem. All right? And so finding contentment where you are is the first step. But if God's speaking to your heart to understand whatever it may be in your personal life, your ministry, uh, to, to uh, take advantage of that. Okay, before we run out of time, you know, one more. Christy in Oklahoma wants to share about how following your passion can really turn into something very, very special. My name is Christy, and my story is just, I'm so happy to share. It's wonderful. This year, back around May, I set out to establish my cake business out of my home. I live in Oklahoma, and I had tried, you know, years prior and it just wasn't working. I quit my job and decided that I wanted to make a business out of my very favorite thing to do in the whole wide world. My hobby is decorate cakes. And God has just, he has blessed my business. I, I, there's just, I don't know, there's no words. It's fantastic. God has blessed me with the cake business and customers. Thank you so much. Well, listen to me very carefully. God has given you, Christy, the gift of making cakes. God's given me the gift of eating cakes. So you send me the cake and I'll, and I'll fulfill your mission, okay? You don't want me decorating your cake, but uh, if you need someone to eat it, I'm, I'm with you. Shouldn't, but I, but I am. Uh, but seriously, today I hope you've been encouraged um, we're not just talking about business or career or, or worldly success. We're talking about your heart, how you're wired. You're different than your brother or your sister. Um, God's wired you, made it unique with your own fingerprint, you know, your own DNA. You're unique. And uh, how is it that God's wired you that you can be used? Now, wherever you are, you can be used where you are today. Find, find a place of service. Find a place of opportunity. Find a place of growth where you are. Not only in your business, but in your family. Maybe you look across your family, like some of the calls today, being flexible. Maybe it's, you know, God's called you to get more involved with your kids or your grandkids or with the neighbor kids or to be involved with the family members that have need. Or maybe it's to grow in your own personal life or to be sharing with others with technology today. Lots of opportunities. What is that one thing? And uh, we'd love to hear what it is. Share it with us. This is Intentional Living. Figuring out what pleases Christ and then doing I'm Dr. Randy, Jennifer, thank you, and Stephen, our producer, and Gino on Facebook, and all of our Facebook friends. We'd love to hear from you as well. Post your one thing so we can share some of those maybe coming up uh, next week. For the entire team here at the Intentional Living Center, where we're committed uh, to walk with you in this journey of life and help each of us to find out what is it that pleases Christ and do it. Have a great day.